Right, put your do not disturb on. No, I can't. Right, go. Why? Because I've got a building crisis. It's fine. Always a building crisis. Always a building crisis. <laughs> Two years of my life. <laughs> Always a crisis. I can't. I can't even. No. no. Shall we? No. Yes, okay. go. Hello and welcome to The Great Indoors. The podcast which reveals everything you ever needed to know about interiors and explains how to make it all really work for you in your home. I'm Sophie Robinson. And I'm Kate Watson-Smythe. But before we begin, a word about our sponsors, Natural Mat, who make beds and mattresses by hand in Devon using natural, organic and renewable materials with absolutely zero chemicals, synthetics or glues. But it's not just about what your mattress is made of. It's crucial to choose the right one. Buying a bed mattress is often a pretty, or shall we say, an enjoyable experience with endless choice and rows of beds lined up like sardines under bright white lights. Well, natural mat showrooms couldn't be more different. They go to great lengths to create a calm, soothing atmosphere that makes you want to spend a proper amount of time trying out their beds and mattresses so you can find the right one for you. You're so right. I remember buying ours years ago, actually, probably do a new one. And it was exactly that. Rows of beds in the shop, bright lights and a queue of people moving around from bed to bed. It wasn't remotely relaxing. (laughs) But it's so important that you take your time. Now, one tip that I picked up on when I was buying a bed is that I, like many people, assumed that hard mattress is what you want. But in fact, choosing a mattress that ensures your spine is straight when you lie on your side is what it's all about. Yes, it's not about the mattress, it's about you. Your hip and shoulder need to sink slightly into it so that your spine stays straight. If you're too light for a hard mattress, your spine will curve as your hip and shoulder won't sink down. It all sounds quite technical, but actually, you do just know when it's right. It's the Goldilocks thing, isn't it? Don't think about what you should have, but take the time to think about what feels right. Too hard, too soft, just right. To learn more about Natural Mat's organic beds and mattresses or pick up some fabric samples, head to their website at naturalmat.co.uk or visit one of their showrooms in London, Devon or the Cotswolds. And listeners can receive 10% off their first order with Natural Mat either in-store, online or over the phone by using the code TGI10 for 10% off their first order. Valid until the 30th of November 2023. So now, this is exciting, isn't it? We're together in person for the first time in ages. And since the last time you were around my gaff, my house has been completely redecorated. All the rooms have moved around. Well, yes, I might actually get lost. It turns out I'm sitting in exactly the same position I was last time I was here. Only then it was a yellow sofa in a sitting room. And now it's a bar stool in a kitchen <laughs> island. Confused? Much? <laughs> to awards and they talk about how they're practicing their loser face for when they don't get the Oscar oh or they don't gosh, get the BAFTA. So I've been I've been worried that I was going to walk in and go, oh my god, it's too bright, it's too colourful, it's too flowery, I can't bear it. So I've been practicing my yes, this is lovely. Or as I once heard someone say, which I think is brilliant, darling, magnificent is not the word. <laughs> I think that's such a clever line. But turns out. I don't need to do any of that because I do actually really like it. And when you were in your fancy new kitchen, I was having a rummage through your box of samples. And um, 
if I'm not allowed to actually steal them, I will photograph them and I will have some of those. So there you go. <laughs> I'm all over I a bit of wiggle what. and a bit of paper straws tripe. Listeners, there is no higher praise indeed than the KWS wanting to order your fabric samples. However. Oh gosh, here we go. However, I will say this. Yeah. So we've moved off the yellow bar stools, which is where we started in what was the sitting room and is now the kitchen or never the office hasn't moved the office i know where i am and that is the room that you will have seen on sophie's instagram which has this like a mural woodland, forest woodland, woodland mural, mural based yeah. on her garden Gorgeous. and and i've got to say i'm looking at myself on the zoom i've just come back from my summer holidays i've got a tan people in this room I look completely fierce. <laughs> what is with all this? This all this green is making me look pale and sick. You look all right. I, I look ill. I look positively glorious, darling. And what I'd like to say as well is where you're standing at this particular moment, you're not even facing my wallpaper. You're facing the patio doors onto the garden. So that's nature, Kate, reflecting back at oh, you. God. And you're right. You're like a vampire. <laughs> Clearly, this is not working for me. The green, I, the green trees of East Sussex oh, they're making me are making look you terrible. look a funny shade. I need a lot more makeup or I need to go back to the, <laughs> to the welcoming smoke. urban grey of the mean streets of North London. This is clearly much more flattering for me. Nice day. Oh, well, it's nice to have you back out in the countryside. Yeah, I won't keep you for long. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we should crack on with the show because we've got a really interesting subject to deep dive into that's been, what shall we say, exercising some of the minds of the Instagram community over the last few months. The topic is AI. But I feel like we should start with what is AI? for dummies (laughs) i include myself in this now look right so i think a lot of people have probably got their heads around the chat gb gp no have another go (laughs) gpt yes the chatty thing that's going to replace us all in our beautiful written words clearly we need someone to replace us with the spoken words but for the written words the the ai text that's helping people write their copy i've had to go at it have you had to go no i'm furious have you not furious about it? it no I'm boycotting it. Oh, you're boycotting I know, it. and that's a huge mistake. I know, I know. Don't write in, listeners. I've got to get my head around it. But well, I've had I'm to sulking. go with it because I have to write quite a lot of copy, actually, for my job. I have a monthly column with House Beautiful. I've fallen off the blog, but I'm back on it. I've got all my course content. So anything that can help me write, which is not my comfortable place, I thought I'd give it a go. Do you know what's quite it's quite alarming how quickly it does it. But I put write, blah, blah, 500 words on insert chosen topic in the style of Sophie Robinson it was quite uncanny had lots of pops of colour <gasps> you see colour... joyful kept coming up everywhere <laughs> colour pop is one of my banned words colour pop oh, yeah. um, well, well they obviously associate that with me it's quite funny I mean it wasn't ever anything that I could actually use didn't really sound like my voice but it helped me with a bit of structure so I found it um, I mean I've only done it once or twice to be honest I, again like you I'm not that techie and I find it easier just to write it myself but interesting thing to dabble with having said that we're not talking about Jack 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 
the chat. Not talking about the word G-A-T. one. We're talking about the pictures. image one, the pictures. So for anyone who doesn't even know what this is, this is AI creating images of interior design spaces that have become so sophisticated, they look like real rooms and they look like real photographs. And this is the point, just for anybody who's sort of not noticed this. I obviously write about houses every week and I used to, in the very early days of the internet, before houses were all online, the postman used to turn up at my door with endless sort of armfuls of brochures for me to look through of houses and every now and then you'd get one which was you know plot of land for sale with planning permission for house and you would get picture of a house which was quite clunky you knew it wasn't a real house but it was a sort of here's a rough idea of what you could have what you could build on your what you could build on your plot of land And over the years, it has now become so sophisticated Mm. that I have found myself sort of absentmindedly clicking on houses and going, oh, yeah, this is quite nice, and then realising that it's not real. And, you know, that makes me cross. Yes, I It doesn't take much to make me cross, let's be honest. (laughs) But the point being, you know... Do you feel conned? Do you feel conned? Is it a cheat? This is what we're here to talk about today. This is what we're here to talk about. Well, I feel like we should perhaps... Shall we start with what it what it is and, and how yeah. you create these images? There are lots of different applications there would appear to create AI interior design images, but mid-journey seems to be the one that I see people using the most. And essentially what the AI is doing is it's like scouring the entire database of the internet, billions upon billions of interior images, and using these as a reference to learn how to create new images and there's a little bit of an argument of whether these are new images or whether they're actually borrowing from the billions of interior designers and photographers who created them in the first place but let's get into that later i'm seeing it if i'm going to be positive its main strength of this is visual inspiration you can create an authentically looking room set relatively quickly in the oldie woldy world you would have to get in builders, decorators, set builders. You'd have to courier furniture around. You'd have to get a team of stylists, photographers to create a room image. The thing is with this mid-journey is it's word prompts. So you tell it in text what you want the room to look like. So it might be like blue and white bedroom with a view over, I don't know, Tuscan landscape in uh Maximus style. I don't know. I'm just plucking things out the top yeah. of my head. And and then it will create that for you. And then my understanding is, and again, listeners, neither Kate or I have even tried this, but this is what it does. You can then tweak that if you say, okay, rather than a Tuscan landscape, I want a Mediterranean sea at view out my window. And, and I you think, can play around with it like that. Yeah, you get more into it. Clearly, you will understand which words it will like and which words it won't. So, you know, you can have a bay window, but then you might need to say it's a Victorian bay window or a mm. modern sash window. And I want the view through the window to be just over the rooftops of Tuscany or London or whatever. So it's not like Photoshop. I think you can't suddenly change the colours of your cupboards. You might have to go in again and, and do change a whole the new style. image from scratch. Yeah. Yes. So I like all these things, it takes some learning. It's not like an exact science. It's not like Photoshop where you can have exactly everything how you want it to millimetre perfect. And also it apparently has glitches. You might end up with a three-legged chair or a floating lamp hovering above a bedside table. And you see, but for me that's really immediately inter- interesting, particularly mm. in terms of Instagram, because of that feeling of is it a cheat, is it a con? I quite like a three-legged chair, to, so I know it's not real. <laughs> 
Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't think. I think though that the AI is going to improve on this. I think it will really Kate. quickly. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I, I, it, I come back to there are two very different elements to this argument. I think, and we're going to do both. So. Just at the beginning to take the Instagram, you know, Instagram. Which is where we've both seen it. I haven't really yeah. seen AI images in magazines or on blogs or on company websites yet. that I know of yeah. yet. Yeah. But I am seeing it in my scroll, them popping up because people are crediting. You don't even know, Kate, when you first look at them. It's but this is the, the problem. Caption. And I think this is the cheat. Now, we've spoken on this podcast before about the problem with social media and how it can be damaging for your mental health because oh, okay. you look at these perfect rooms and you think oh, I can't have that and it's a bit depressing and you okay. know that's sort of the unrealistic expectations that social media can put on you and and you know you've got to be quite strong and go well I don't care about what Mrs McGinn's has got over there because I've got what I but want that, and I'm maybe happy. this is the good thing because it's not Mrs McGinn's you know, maybe there's nobody to be jealous of because no one actually lives there because it's not real. Maybe well, it gets rid of that. If you know, if you know it's not real, oh, you see, yeah. I think you look at this kitchen. There's been a kitchen that's been floating around on Instagram for mm. a while, which has got this enormous wall of curved windows with plants all around it. And I've been looking at that kitchen. And I've been half of me's been going, "Oh, I want that kitchen." Half of me's been going, "Who has windows like that in their kitchen? This is absolutely ridiculous. I can't bear it." And so. We wanted to dive into this idea of, of, you know, is it a cheat? Is it useful? We thought we need to tap up an expert for this. We <laughs> absolutely do. Need absolutely to needed expert. to tap up an expert. And I had read something by an interior design consultant and wellness coach called Juan San Diego, who you will find at the Happy Home dot clinic. And Juan says that he uses AI a lot in his work and he has written a blog post on it, which we will put the link to. You can go and find it all about his thoughts on AI. We really wanted to talk to him. Now, life being what it is, time being what it is, I managed to get hold of Juan as he was literally running down the beach in his swimming shorts, carrying his towel to go for a swim on his holidays in Spain. (laughs) But like all good 21st century online people he checked his phone before he dived in and there was a message going please can we speak to you (laughs) and he was really brilliant and the first thing he said to me when I said you know on Instagram is it a con is it a cheat was he said it's just like full disclosure for an ad he said when I use an AI assisted image on my Instagram Mm -hmm. he said I put at the top AI assisted. And that way, everybody knows. It's exactly the same as you have to put ad at the beginning. So nobody is reading all this copy, looking at this room and thinking, oh, God, I wish I could have that, and then discovering that it's AI. So you just put it at the top, and it's full disclosure. This is not real, but it might inspire you. And I thought that was a really good guideline. Stick that at the top. So have you seen people getting quite upset about these AI images then? Well, yes, they don't bother me. I don't get upset seeing AI images in my scroll. And I don't get the FOMO. I don't know. I just doesn't. I just see it as another great tool for creative expression. You like, see, I, I don't know that I would get FOMO, but I want to know. In the same way that I want to know if it's an ad, I want to know if I'm looking at a real thing or which a real thing which I might be able to recreate, or a non-real thing which I might use I as inspiration. I don't know, it's murky, Han, because I it think some images, photographs, back into the oldie-woldie world again, some images of real people's homes, 
Some are real people's homes that have been set, designed, painted and decorated for a photo shoot for an ad. Some are sets, photographic sets that have been built. So I think, you know, there's part of me that just thinks this is happening. This is just another way of showing rooms, ideas, inspiration and... Just don't get too hot under the collar about it. Oh, I'm quite, I'm you're quite hot, hot under the collar. You're hot. I'm actually. And you're not I, alone either, no. are you? I love, want all our listeners, by the way, to weigh in on this over on our Facebook group, the Great Indoors Podcast. I think this is super interesting. I think it's really interesting. It you or not. And there, there was a bit of a hoo ha I noticed over the summer with people posting, and and it was basically, I think, that sense of are we being lied to? Is it not real? And I think once people know if it's real up at the top, then they're fine. Then you can go, okay, I know this isn't real is this maybe it's maybe it's people who've always shared their home and have now switched to sharing ai images maybe that's the confusion if you've always shared or always shared project pictures of their projects interior designers who shared pictures of their work and their designs and then switching to ai is that well you suddenly if they moved house have they inherited a million pounds because suddenly you know they had a house that we could all relate to and now they live in a castle clearly well one interesting account that i follow melanie jade interiors and melanie's got a fantastic instagram account she's got close on three hundred thousand followers people love her for her down to earth tips and advice on how you can do up a home and this year i noticed she switched to sharing ai images and i tell you the interesting thing kate millions of views compared to her usual content it's got an enormous amount of engagement it does kind of fit in with her theme she uses a lot of green and botanicals in her home that's kind of a maximalist green botanical jungly vibe and the ai images she's chosen to create are also that but it's clearly not her home because her home is normal and she's created her she's creating her fantasy spaces and I'm kind of here for it. I kind of love it because to me, as someone who follows it regularly, it's so clearly not her house. But it's also, I mean, that's another point of view. You know, is it is it actually, is she creating works of art? You know, are these mm. sort of illustrations which, which could be in a beautiful book of fairy tales mm. because they're lovely interiors? You know, there is... Is, is it actually another form of art? It's a bit weird, though, because you might think, oh, my God, has she won the lottery? I did think that. Hamptons. Well, I did think that. <laughs> Clearly, I did think that. And then I was like, where's my lottery ticket? You know, she does um, disclose, though, on her captions that it's a mid-journey she does. What, image. What Juan said, which I thought was mm. interesting, is that he would perhaps say, use it as a mix. Okay. Use it as oh, a tool. Oh, he would say, use it as a mix. Use it in it your... Well, use it in your mix so that, full disclosure, but have, you know, a post saying this is my dining room today, keeping it real, it's a bit of a mess. Here's my perfect AI-designed dining room where there's storage for all the mess to disappear on a quite prosaic, practical level. But use it as a tool. And Mm. that, I think, is what's interesting because, as we said at the beginning, you know, the the writers have got to panic about being replaced. Is this the end for interior designers? Mm. And Juan was very clear that it's just another tool and that, you know, you cannot replace, you can, he says it's a great way to sort of be inspired by and have some ideas. He says it takes a lot of the tedium out of designing, the sort of endless CAD Mm. drawings. You can present someone with an idea, a fantastic, fantastical idea, and then row it back to something realistic. So that's, back, that sounds, from an interior designer's point of view, that sounds dangerous. It's all about expectation management, I think, with clients. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think the speed of it's really interesting. And actually, from my point of view, as sort of somebody who's creating a lot of content, 
for example, I'm just thinking of my online courses where I'm saying to people, if you have this aspect of house or the, or if you want to create a feature wall or if you want to use a, a harmonious colour palette, what I do at the moment is I have to trawl stock photo sites and pay for the... Yeah. pay for images that I can put into my online courses or ask content creators if I can share their work and return for a credit. It's very either A, costly, or B, hugely time-consuming. Time and I might not actually get the image that absolutely sums up what I'm trying to illustrate, what I'm trying to say. And what I'm sort of seeing for myself as an opportunity is I can create illustrations. And yeah. this is kind of what you're saying from an interior designer's point of view. If we did this and we use these colours, it might look something like this and obviously you could maybe create that in other SketchUp apps which I've never managed to get my head around this is so much quicker I mean we're talking seconds to generate an image and not only that a copy free image at the moment a lot of these apps are free or quite affordable so you can create an image that actually you don't have to pay the copyright to use you don't own the copyright either interestingly enough no that's a whole different area isn't it but but you're right because I've had several subjects over the years that I've wanted to write about and and haven't been able to because my blog is such a visual medium and it's been like well I can't get hold of the pictures and I'll take this is a really simple example right at the beginning of the blog which I launched in 2012 we were just starting to see that idea where if people had a central pendant light in the middle of the room and we saw this idea, which came in, I think, a lot from Scandinavia. If you didn't want that light in the middle of the room, but you didn't want to call in an electrician, it was about extending the flex on that pendant light, draping it across the ceiling and hanging it on a hook in the corner of the room. And I saw this idea, I think, in a video or in a film or something, thought it was brilliant and ridiculously didn't write about it for years because I couldn't find a picture to illustrate it. Mm. So I would describe it, and it looks a bit like this, and so on. Unfortunately, because I can write my own words and I don't use a bot, <laughs> I managed to describe it quite well. Now, of course, there are more pictures. But 12 years yeah. ago, I could have gone, I saw this, or I heard somebody talk about it. I've created a little AI image. Isn't this brilliant? This is what I mean, guys. Mm. So there are, suddenly, you feel it's a, it's a, a visual way to share ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a tool that I think we need to not be frightened of. And as Juan said to me, you know, let's not forget that it's not going to replace designers because you still need that kind of human touch, that human skill to put that room together. But maybe it's a great way of coming up with a portfolio of ideas to show a client and then you can start to work on it. Now, I, my thought was this, and you may, you're bound to disagree with me, but I wondered, you know, when you look at a paint chart and you look probably on screen or possibly you've actually got the chips of paint in your house and you go, oh, I've seen that colour on screen. I want my bedroom to be green. That's called emerald green. Love a bit of emerald green. So that's a great room that I want. And so you buy that paint and then you get it on your wall in your house and it's horrendous. And it's horrendous because you didn't factor in the orientation of your room. So it's a cool blue light from the north makes the paint look cold or it's a hot golden light makes it all look too, you know, bright. So you need the real paint. Mm. And I wonder whether that's the way to think about AI. It's really great for ideas, but you need a person to guide you. You still need a testifier. Yeah, that's where I'm going. (laughs) 
no I think I mean again the thing is is it's it's early it's early doors I tell you what though just to counter because I am going to argue with you just to counter that argument is an article I saw in the Guardian which again we can put a link into the show notes it was written in August more about architecture but this was an interview with uh, a lady called Wan Yu He from Shenzhen in China who's the founder of a company called X Cool with a K with a K. Now, they call themselves an artificial intelligence company who are setting out to revolutionise the architecture industry. And what they've done, just to summarise this article, what they've done is they've designed a 500-room hotel in China, the whole design process from A to Z using AI. So, obviously what it's going to look like, the architectural style. But then that's gone into the floor plans, the layouts. Then that's gone into the lighting design. Then that's gone into the electrical layout, where the plugs, where the sockets are going to go to. And then it's produced drawings and information that has enabled the builders to build this thing in four and a half months. I don't know if that's clever or terrifying. It's just terrifying the journalist oliver wainwright he comments in the article that he says it does look a bit like a hotel designed by robots for robots <laughs> well i mean and that, but that you see it's fine for us to say that now you know i look at this chat gbt copy and i'm like well clearly that's been written by a robot but it's adapting <laughs> and you know that already if you're on a quick scroll you don't necessarily notice that it's that it's ai and it's going to get better and i don't know then if it becomes a tool or if it's just a terrifying thing i think though having said that the fact that he says it looks like it's designed by robots for robots it's taking out the human element so i suppose the counter argument is especially i think interior design specifically maybe you know there are some municipal buildings or hotels or whatever that can, you know, let's just farm them out, little boxes for people to stay in, no frills, easy jet style. But actually when we're talking about interior design for someone's home, we talk a lot on this podcast, don't we, about the emotional connection to our home, the emotional connection to colour, how a place feels, the beauty of craftsmanship, of the handmade, of telling your story, yada, yada, yada. I'm not sure a robot's ready to do all that for us. I think we still need humans to design up human spaces. Well, I'm, I'm going to, it's time I disagreed with you. I'm going to disagree agree with you on the public buildings because you know if you train as an architect and we know it takes years and years and years it may not be your dream to design police stations and courtrooms and hospital buildings but they are massively important and arguably the human touch in there is absolutely as important as our homes you may not have the joy of wallpaper and color but I think it's it's really important that we get into that and that we don't lose the human element from those buildings. So for anyone who fancies having a go at this uh, this mid-journey thing, has, has Wan got any tips on how we can all start designing our own homes then? So Wan has written a blog post and I'm just going to send you to it. So it's happyhome.clinic and you can see it. But in short, it's about using word prompts. So you have to decide, and this is for for mid-journey, there's another one, an AI tool, where I think you can just upload a picture of your room and say, make it minimal, and it will just sort of twiddle about with it. And that's quite fun. See, I quite like that idea. I quite like the idea of putting my room and saying... Make it minimal. Make it minimal. Yeah, I quite like the idea of putting <laughs> mine in and going, makes it, make it maximal. But that, make it Sophie. That's, that's true. yes, make my room more Sophie. <laughs> um, so that, that's quite fun. But the mid-journey is, is the designer. So you have to go in, and, and it's basically, Juan said, it's about briefing the bot, the AI designer, on what you want 
and how you want it. So you have to talk about the medium. So is it a photograph? Is it a render? Is it a sketch? So that already gives you the thought. You then have to describe, obviously, the subject. So is it a room, a garden? Is it, you know, the outside of a house? Then you get into your style. So you might say, I want it to be minimal or maximal, or I want it to be mid-century or Scandinavian Mm, style. bohemian. Yes, all all those those words. Okay. Now, the lighting, I thought, was really interesting because I've looked at a couple of examples of ones. The lamps in the room, or is this like how the photographs This is how the photographs lit. And this is what I thought was interesting because two of his most successful designs, and you can see them on the blog, are where he's gone. Show me this room with a soft, diffuse morning light coming through the skylight and you look at that and you think oh that's a beautiful picture and actually I think a lot of AI designs one of the reasons I think we spot them as being AI at the the moment they're flat they're just flat so Juan's obviously onto something there which is why it's much harder to spot obviously then you go into your colour tones you know you can even talk about I want Polaroid effect or you know muted then you get into the composition and you must talk it's quite detailed it's really detailed And then you have to talk about, you know, the aspect and the ratio and the perspective. And this is what he's saying, you know, you will spot as you go along where it doesn't quite work. So then you refine that you've got a bay window, but actually wanted it to be a sash window or a crittle window or how much of the view you wanted so coming through. So if you've through. got some design experience, be it styling, photography, interior design, you're going to be at an advantage using yeah. this already. So it, like you say, it's a tool that almost augments what you already know. Yeah. yeah. And I think the other thing that, that's been pointed out is that if you don't have any sort of interior design expertise or vocabulary so you could just say I want my kitchen to look like Sophie's you might just get a picture of your kitchen because it will trawl the internet and then it'll go there you are or it might interpret it but at that point perhaps you can then move on and go okay I want my kitchen to look like Sophie's but in green you know you can row it back so I think it's probably I think it's probably quite fun and it's perhaps a rabbit hole I'm a bit scared I'm going to fall into. Gus, and this is an evolving and improving tool. So. Yeah, one of my favourite Instagram accounts is practically.fabulous. This is Vanessa Edwards, who is an interior designer and she calls herself an AI native because she started playing around with AI design in November 2022. Oh, she's very early. I know. And she says that she started playing with it even before she trained to be an interior designer. So she's got no previous. She's like a complete newborn AI interior designer, which I think is really fascinating. So she's not clouded by any previous judgment at all. What I like about her Instagram account is she's all about the colour. So she takes different colour palettes and imagines how they will look like in rooms. So I think if you're just wondering, oh, what does pink and mustard and yellow and purple look like together in a room? She creates rooms with those particular colour palettes. So from anyone who likes playing around with room schemes but can't decorate clearly as many times as they'd like, looking at practically.fabulous is a good idea. And she also has a substack where she shares all her interior design inspiration. I'm into this. So I'm looking at her Instagram and she just has a set of five Pantone colours down the side and then she basically just plays with them. So she changes the wall or she changes the sofa, she changes the picture that's hanging on the wall. That, I think, is a very realistic and helpful use for you to understand what AI can do and how it can be useful for you. And, of course, it's completely fully disclosed, 
this is AI, this is what your room could look like in these colours. That's it. Her yep. whole Instagram feed is AI images only. And as an interior designer, she's using it to help people get colour yep. inspiration, which I think is really genius. So. Yeah, my understanding is it's going to get more and more user-friendly. It's going to start integrating with Canva, SketchUp, Photoshop, and lots of tools that interior designers are already using. And I suppose on a positive note, it's going to help save time and help us be more creative and indeed help us create more accurate visual presentations to either inspire our own interiors or our clients. And I think, you know, there's two key points from one. And one is that we're still going to need the people to give it that human touch to interpret it. But as he said before he ran off down the beach, AI is like a tsunami. And you can either stand on the beach and wait for the wave to wash you away or you can grab a surfboard. <laughs> there you go, people. I love it. Coming from one who's potentially in On Spain, a surfboard. On a surfboard <laughs> as we record this po- podcast. Yeah. I think this is an absolutely fascinating conversation and I want to get under the bonnet and do a bit more of a deep dive on how people like you and I and homeowners who just want to use this as a creative tool can really make it work. Because actually, I can see people who are professional interior designers and architects getting into, you know, ruffling their feathers a bit. But actually, if you're decorating your own home and you're looking to try and help visualise what you like, what colours you like, what your room could look like, I can't see of any columns. Well, that's the key, isn't it? I think a lot of people find it difficult to, you know, see through a building site or a bunch Mm. of scaffolding or, you know, the wrong furniture and visualise what that colour's going to look like. And so that... It can be really key for that. And it's so instant. It's so time-saving. But how do you use it? You and I can't uh, can't advise you listeners on that. So we've got a really exciting bonus episode for our great indoors insiders. We are going to interview Vanessa Edwards, who uses Midjourney to create these room schemes. And she is going to share how she does it and how you can use these tools to either use it in your interior design practice or better still use it to give you inspiration for your home. So Kate, what do people need to do? They need to sign up, visit thegreatindoorspodcast.com to sign up and listen into that bonus episode. And if you're not already an insider, then get signed up so you too can listen. <laughs> That's right, you can sign up monthly. So you could just sign up for one month and get this bonus episode. But actually, you get half price off if you become a yearly member. So you get more bonus content, ad-free listening. If we're ever doing an event, so you get to hear about those too. You get my little newsletters every now and then. What's not to love? So there you go. the great indoors podcast.com. And that's about that for this week. We'll be back next week with an interview with our old friend Marianne Schillingford, the creative director of Dulux, following the announcement of the colour of the year. All that remains is to thank our producer, Sarah Cudden of Feast Collective. And of course, our sponsors, Natural Mat. And don't forget that discount code TGI10 for 10% off your first order. Valid until the 30th of November, 2023. And we'll see you in the great indoors.